If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome here to In Game Live on a Wednesday night with you guys for the next two hours covering all of the live action on the board with certainly an eye uh, towards a ton of baseball games that are live as well as some West Coast action that we will preview for you. I am Kevin Walsh. I will join, I will be joined by Cam Stewart for these two hours as we are getting him set right now. Let's take a look, though, at these live boards. but. I also want to let you know what I am on uh, right now. Guys, the thing is, the, the big game for me, um, I have to be honest, as you can see the pennant above my head, Yankees, Orioles. Uh, the Yankees have had as many days off as they've had games. That's uh, obviously as a result of the outbreak with the Marlins, uh, kind of finding its way to impacting the Yankees' schedule a little bit. So I was excited to see this team in action. Garrett Cole on the mound. The problem for me Minus 360 on the money line. Lay a run and a half. It's minus 235. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that, guys. It, it's just too much. So I'm sitting here. It's like, oh, do I maybe take the Yankees team total? Well, now I'm not really backing Garrett Cole, am I? I'm just fading the Orioles, which obviously an early 2-0 lead would be working in, in, in that way. But as we're sitting here right now, uh, Cole not looking the sharpest to start this game. Uh, I think you could say that some of that maybe having to do with him not being on his usual rest. He was supposed to be pitching yesterday. So maybe if he gets hit a little bit, we just come in at a discounted price. Uh, he's already allowed a run in that first inning. So not having the stuff that people would have thought, we will keep an eye to that game. He is far from the only ace towing the slab. Uh, Jacob deGrom right now in action for the New York Mets against the reeling Boston Red Sox. I personally uh, went after a Jacob deGrom strikeout prop uh, I debated here a little bit uh, on this one. Ultimately, though, over 7.5 is the number that I played. He's got three strikeouts through three innings. In his last outing, he was able to get 8Ks and only five. So I'm hoping that he's able to go a little bit longer in this game. Seven, eight innings maybe of work uh, from Jacob deGrom and get that strikeout total. The Mets with an early one nothing lead in that baseball game. They are minus live. 385 favorites there. Let us know what games you are on if you're watching us uh, live. Do feel free to hit us up over on Twitter at SportsGrid. You can find me at the Kevin Walsh. And, of course, Cam Stewart uh, is available at Cam Stewart Live. Uh, always love to follow Cam, get the updates on the golf pitch, uh, which when we have any lulls tonight in this live action, I will be continuously asking Cam uh, about this St. Jude tournament 
that is going to be almost a little bit of a majors preview in a way. That's going to be starting tomorrow. We will certainly uh, have you guys set up there. Cam always delivers uh, with the six-pack. Nothing better than cracking a six-pack on uh, an AEW Wednesday, if you were to ask me. Um, so, And also, uh, listen, we are live in uh, no less than 500 platforms, I think, at this point. The grid continues to grow. Uh, but if it happens to be YouTube where you're following us, check us out. Uh, over there and make sure you subscribe to the channel like the video of course and then comment in there as well in the chat box uh, which games you are on uh, again cam Stewart will be joining us shortly i'm going to continue to give you guys a live look here though at the lines uh, and let's look at some of the games that are a bit further involved i started off the show talking about aces on the slab uh, and that was certainly true in washington for the road washington nationals a very odd game uh, again with the Toronto slash Buffalo Blue Jays not being set up just yet in their home ballpark. And Max Scherzer on the mound for a team that was uh, really, really getting off to a tough start here, losing three in a row. Uh, they've played nothing but home games as well. You would expect better from the defending World Series champions. At least I think a lot of people would. They were favored um, in two of those uh, losses to the Blue Jays. And Max Scherzer trying to stop it there. He is still on the mound. Right now, into the bottom of the seventh, he's pitched uh, six and a third innings. Nine Ks over another strikeout prop for Max Scherzer. I remember uh, preseason, we are talking about those season specials. Over 105 and a half strikeouts for any pitcher. Max Scherzer is going to put some heat on anybody that played the under on that prop. He is still on the mound right now. And uh, the Nats are listed as a minus 144 favorite on the live board. I'm not against backing this team right now. The issue is. You would really like to see them get the lead. Their bullpen is not great. The Blue Jays are going to get last lick, so a tough spot there. I'm curious if maybe they'll throw us a live total in a 0-0 game. Over 2.5 was there for a little bit. If they throw us over 1.5, uh, I think that could be worth the play, undoubtedly. Uh, another low live total. Over 2 is available in White Sox uh, and Indians right now as those two teams enter the top of the eighth inning. Uh, without having a run scored, only seven hits thus far in this game. Uh, two really strong pitching performances. Giolito bounced back nicely, gave him six innings of work with six strikeouts, but he wasn't even the best pitcher on the mound. Plezak was actually still going. My goodness, do these guys have enough pitchers in Cleveland? You think about Bieber, who had a 14 strikeout performance. Clevenger, Carrasco looked great in his opening start. Now Plezak with a double-digit strikeout performance, still going into the eighth inning. No runs there. I'll tell you this, though, guys. Uh, as it's now over one and a half runs minus 130, I'll play that. Okay? I'll play that for, for this reason alone. If this gets to extras, you might say to yourself, ah, well, you know, one run wins it. I get all that. But the, the nice thing you have here with the way the extra innings uh, situation is set up, you're basically starting with a rally. There's a man on second, nobody out. Base knock drives him home. Runner stays on, and runs can be created that way. And even if you get that team to score, say the White Sox were to score in the top of that extra innings frame, and I know we're not there just yet, maybe getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but when you're you know deep into the eighth inning, you got to start thinking about that. If the White Sox score, again, the Indians will have that same luxury. And also, if the White Sox score at this score, we know that the Indians now know every, what's important is getting that run over. They're going to play smart baseball to try and push um, that run across. So an over one and a half, pretty interesting right there on the live board but let's bring in my man cam stewart cam here on a wednesday how are we doing man or with the cincinnati reds and a nice cold brew how do i say no to mm. a beer with the brewers even though they're making my two four cost 180 dollars <laughs> i'll tell you right now that brewers team oh boy yes. the team, i mean that game yesterday so what hayes what happened cam i'll be i'll, I'll, I'll tell the full story 705 yeah. start i end up on the phone and I get off the phone at 7.10. I don't get to play in. So I go, yeah. you got to be kidding me, man. Right? But I see they go down 2 nothing. I go, a save. All right. We'll leave this game alone. But then they tie it 2-2. And they're, they're only mm -hmm. like minus 120 live. I'm like, let's jump on these guys. They're going to win this game. The Pirates got to be defeated. 6-2, minus 4,000 live favorites. <laughs> now I'm hitting the Rick Flair's trot. I'm feeling amazing. And then they blow the thing. I, I was floored. And unfortunately, and I, I know you try not to allow one bad loss stop you from maybe getting in front of um, a team who can then bounce back the next day, but 
It was the type of performance, especially because of the fact that Christian Yelich right now can't hit the baseball. I couldn't exactly. back them pregame. It's an gr- excellent point that you bring up, and it's it, it's been pretty wild. When you look at both um, the Reds, it's not like Joey Votto can't hit. It's just they're not getting any timely hitting, Kev. Look at the way mm-hmm. they've lost games against the Cubs. Bases loaded, hitting into double plays. The game against Detroit, same thing. Got the bases juiced, double play ball, ends the game. It's just not getting timely hitting. Yelich doesn't look right right now. It's going to take him a while to figure things out. And I just, that's the one thing though, and I've been gambling for a long time. You have to come back to it. It's just, Mm -hmm. I get it. Streaks happen, but I'm just thinking, I'm like, the Reds have been snake bitten in these games. They just can't seem to cash in these runs. I like Sonny Gray. You know Sonny Gray as a Yankee fan. I think it's a good matchup tonight at a pick'em juice. The White Sox, the same thing. You know, Giolito's a guy I can trust. Their bats just aren't showing up, Kev. That's a problem with this team right now. They've had opportunities. They just can't seem to get those timely hits. But you talk about it. Teams that'll break your heart, you got to come back to them because, you know, they're not going to lose forever. You just got to pick the right spot. Yeah, that's a a really, really good point. Um, And and especially, right, when you think about the Reds. I actually... Um, I looked for a little get-in, get-out special in that game. No runs in the first inning. Kyle Hendricks, Sonny Gray on the mound. Uh, yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> you're exactly, outer, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, right, right. Get in, get out. I got stuff to do. Um, uh, one of the games, Cam, that I'm looking at for a live opportunity is Dodger-Strohs. Um, mm. This was an interesting spot here. Now, it's funny. This game would have been Kershaw versus Verlander. And instead, we've got yep. two young prospects, Dustin May uh, against Javier for the Strohs. Javier looks fantastic. Uh, almost through four innings. He's already got seven strikeouts. He's gone through the top of this rotation. It's a 1-1 baseball game right now. My thing is, once he leaves this game, if it is still tied, I'm going to jump all over the Dodgers. The Astros have no experience arms in that bullpen, and because the Astros are home, it'll be a tie game, we won't have to lay that minus 150 that they were pregame. Like, they're live right now minus 118. I'm thinking about not even being patient and getting it right now. And I know the bullpen arms for the Dodgers were used to a great extent yesterday, but still, I don't trust that Astros pen at all. Maybe a a full live in-game over if both of May and uh, Javier leave soon. But I'm looking to jump on this Dodgers when the timing is right. Kevin, you're like my brother. I usually agree, but I think the Dodgers could be in a a tough spot. I don't like Mm -hmm. the situation for the Houston uh, back end of the bullpen, but I'll tell you, after that game and the way – uh, just I didn't like the way the Dodgers handled themselves in that game the other night. Gabe and I talked about it on the show. He's a Dodger fan. I think Houston has a lot to prove tonight. I would actually look at the opportunity with the Astros coming back. It's not something that I love, but uh, I, I wouldn't be afraid right there. I think the Astros are the team to back. I don't love it. We'll find some other um, interesting opportunities too. But And even looking at the night slate, I think dogs might be worth a look. Like I get it. The San Diego Padres are a very, very hot team. They got Paddock going. Awesome pitcher, but Johnny Cueto's no slouch. Um, you know, sometimes you got to take a chance in baseball with these teams, and I get it. With Rondon and the Angels, he's back, but look at the numbers that you're laying against Seattle. It's a baseball game. I told Marenzi I'll probably bet both of these dogs, Kev. If one of them wins, I make money. If they both win, I'm loaded. So I yeah. think I'm going to take a couple chances tonight. It's just one of those things. Dogs come in, and I, I think on the late-night slate, they've got chances. I think it's fair to say the Angels' numbers have been jarring. They're laying the numbers mm-hmm. that the Strohs were laying with Verlander on the mound. Correct. Except it's Andrew Heaney on the mound. Interesting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's segment number one. Exactly. We come right back. More in-game live right here on a Wednesday. Keep it live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's do it, guys, right here on the Sports Grid for In-Game Live. Kevin Walsh and Cam Stewart. Cam, I opened up the show talking a little bit about this Yankees-Orioles game and the fact that it it, it left me in in kind of a tough spot. I really wanted to back my Yanks tonight, but minus 360. It's just so much. And then you start to go, all right, well, I'll lay a run and a half. Minus 235. No. What if I lay lay two and a half? Minus 145. (laughs) What do I got to do here? That's what me and Gabe are saying. I go... Here's the thing, when and you're looking at mathematics, and you know it, you don't have to do the same thing every time, but you try to stay consistent. But when you're laying over two dollars on a minus one and a half, you got to go for a walk. I don't care who, if it's your team, you want to respect Cole, you want to do this and that. That is insane to me, and that's what I told Marenzi. I go, you know, you're betting on the New York two-step. You got to parlay with the Mets and Yankees. I got no problem with that because it's only minus one eighteen. You're going to take the New York Yankees in a game against Baltimore, minus one and a half, and went up to minus 235, 240? Are you kidding me? That's avoidable, Kev. You can't do that type of thing. Like, you want to talk about getting, like, poor uh, betting favorites? Yeah, you're betting a minus one and a half at that price at, at minus 240. That won't even, like, enter my lexicon in, in the way I gamble. No way. But the Yankees, if you want to put them in round robins, I have no problem with that. That's when I find round robin betting is at its best. I do it for MMA. You know, when you want to take a minus 200, 250 favorite and you don't, like, it's just like, I got to do these two-game parlays. I don't have a problem. You turn them to low juice or even to plus money, and that's the best way you can dance. And even if you don't win them, they're parlays. You don't you don't get absolutely torqued by the juice. Yeah, and I think that was really the only way you could do it. But even for myself tonight, I was trying to figure out kind of the, the way to parlay it because, you know, we had three, you know, Cy Young-level guys on the mound tonight. DeGrom, Scherzer, yeah. and Cole. I'm like, ah, do I want to pair all of them? Do I want to find, you know, do I pick two out of three? How do I find the right two? And the one thing that I've I've done, a, I've gotten a lot better at learning, right, is if all of a sudden you're sitting there and you look at a 10-game slate, for example, and you go, I like nine out of 10 favorites. Well, that's dangerous. That's just not going to really happen most nights. And, and I'm sitting there, and now, look, again, I know it's very, very early, but Scherzer's going to be coming off the mound where now, the Nats winning this game is not really going to have to do with Scherzer. He's done a great job so far, but now it's going to be up to the bullpen and the offense finally figuring it out. It's 1-1 right now in Mets Red Sox, and DeGrom's going to be great in this game. I have no doubt about it. But the story with him is, will the Mets hit while he's on the mound? And even Garrett Cole gave up a run in that first inning. So it's one of those spots, too. This is why we do this show, Cam. Like, 
if for whatever weird reason, you know, you get a spot where the Orioles are up, even if it's 4-2, you can just buy back on a new in-game number. And that's what we do here on in-game live. Like being patient pays off instead of laying or minus 360. Yeah. And that's a really good point that you bring up. Like, how do we attack these games? They're almost like, let's not even bet them before. If the Yankees go up 5 nothing, so be it. Like, you know what I mean? And there's guys who do that stuff, a lot of them professionals. But you're right, it's a patience game. It's a little bit different on the grid. Like, me and Gabe, when we have game time decisions, people aren't listening, so we don't give any picks, right? Like, we could be selective, but I like to have an opinion on most games, even if I'm not going to bet them. But you bring up a brilliant point. And I think the exact same thing. Like, when I'm betting golf, that's the way I'm going to – remember I told you, and I'll go through the six-pack again and talk about a couple others for the for the St. Jude, the WGC, a great tournament to, that starts uh, tomorrow morning. But I will say this, Kev, that's why I'm saving some units for the weekend. The tournament has no cut. I'm not worried about a guy, a world-class player, being down four or five strokes. You might get their number better than their opening number, and actually they've been playing good. That's the thing. It's like a lot of the time you just got to sit back, assess the situation, give it the eye test, and say, you know what? I have no problem with this, and that's great. Yeah, you hope, you almost hope if you're betting the Yankees that Baltimore goes up, and then you get that nice uh, take back because you're not worried. Yeah, and 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 sometimes like it's it's tough for us, right? Um, like I've seen Gabe get very frustrated about the type of thing where you go, oh, "I wanted to bet that team," and you don't make the bet, but you didn't lose money. Mm-hmm. You might have missed out on money. But you're not in the red, right? And exactly. it's trying to negotiate that um, that type of situation. I think it's a really, really good point, Cam. Um, as I'm looking through the the live board now, um, mm-hmm. the the Reds are up nine nothing. That's really nice yeah. to see. Uh, I, I'm glad that I'm they're kind of. I'm on know. the Reds tonight, Cam. Good for me. Yeah. my face is red. The Reds are there. They've been putting <laughs> me in the red. I'm gonna get some money yes. back from the Cincinnati Reds. It's actually crazy though, like how unlucky they've been in some of these games too, right? Baseball is a crazy game. Like bases loaded, no outs. You're thinking. I probably get one minimum. We get a sack fly. Things are good. But they've been in multiple opportunities, buddy, where they just can't seem to cash in the runs at, at the key times. But I still think they're a good baseball team, and I'm not quitting on these guys. I think they're going to get yeah. theirs. And and honestly, it, you know, that game was really crazy. The one with the bases loaded against the Cubs, they switched mm-hmm. to favorites in that game. I was, I, was, I, I was refreshing the FanDuel Sportsbook, and they became favorites while still down. Just the situation – was you know too good to be true? Craig Kimbrell, um, you know what a, what a fall from grace somewhat for him, right? Like exactly. he just he didn't have it, and we we saw that kind of um, you know playing out. And ultimately, look, yes, the Cubs got out of it, but there's only so many days in a row. Joey Votto is going to leave a tying or go ahead run on third base uh, before they start to break through, and that's obviously and Kev, what he's you done have it twice already. Today. He's hit, he's hit oh. in a double play against the Tigers in those situations, too. Like, it's a, oh. it's weird. Yeah, you're like Joey Votto, automatic. But, yeah, you you know what? Those times that he screwed up, the other way, he's going to come through uh, moving forward in the future. Water finds its level, buddy, so I'm not I'm not too worried about Joey Votto. No, and, and that is the thing. Like, as much as he really pissed me off not getting that hit against the Tigers, <laughs> Right, anything but a double play, Joey, yes, and then he grounds out into yes. double play. As much as that really annoyed me, you know, I'm not going to all of a sudden pretend that Joey Votto is like a terrible baseball player. Eventually, he'll exactly. get himself sorted, right? And that's kind of again, it's what we're seeing here today. I want to ask you about a game that I have a feeling you were on, but I'm, I'm honestly not sure which way. Braves, Braves, Rays. This was a tough game for me pregame. I think Charlie Morton is a, is a tier above uh, Soroka, but they're on the mm-hmm. road. You know, the idea of do the Braves need one, I'm not sure. But again, Morton at the plus price. I didn't play it pregame. Ultimately, I'm like, you know what? A little too tight for me to make the call here. Did you play this one pregame? No, I didn't, Kev. It was kind of interesting. I kind of looked at the Braves and backed off because I'm scared of, you know, the things that Tampa Bay can do. And I agree. I agree with everything that you're saying. I will say this, though. Soroka is a special pitcher, too. Like, he's one of those guys who's very, very good and very, very sneaky. And, you know, I'm going to look for him. And I found even when when George Kurtz and I know you're doing the weekend show with Kurtz and doing a wicked job, I remember back that Soroka was like my go-to guy, Kev. It's like the books haven't really given him the respect he deserves. Minus 115, even. I'm like, 
Don't these guys know this guy's an above-average pitcher and the Braves can hit? It was always weird to me when I looked at Atlanta Braves lines. Soroka was not getting the respect of a Strasburg, of the, that, that type of player of that ilk, but he's very good. I'm not saying he's Steven Strasburg, but I'm saying he is an upper echelon pitcher that I found 20 to 30 cents of value because nobody's really talking about the guy because he's from Calgary, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. He's a damn good pitcher, and I will say this. Watch out for this guy. He just continues to get better. Yeah, and they're going to need that, right, if they're going to make the, the push that they're hoping mm-hmm. to make, and uh, it's paying off for them today. They were another team that, you know, it was it was a tough day for me yesterday specifically where um, the bases loaded were like a bad thing. I had an Indians-White Sox mm-hmm. over in the first part of that doubleheader. Three half innings ended with the bases loaded, and it was oh, like, I okay, know. it's just going to be one of those days. <laughs> you were on that no. one too? Yep. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, no. yeah. Yesterday was not my uh, best. I told Gabe, I'm like, I'm crushing it at MLS. I'm like, be careful of, uh, you know, Columbus is not a lock. I, I'll take the, like, I was hitting everything, right? And then he's mm-hmm. even warned me, he's like, oh, baseball, baseball. It's like, you got to dip your toe. And that's the thing. There's so many baseball games, right? And when you have those nights in baseball where you just don't get it done, you're like, why? Why? Did I really love that game? Why? But it's just, you know what I mean, Kev? We work here on the grid. We love it all, right? We want to have action yeah. all that. That's what in-game live is all about, right? We just got to pick our yeah. spots. But uh, tonight, on the other hand, you know, I got the under in the Jays game. It's 0-0 zero, zero still. So it not seems bad. like it's kind of reverting back. Hopefully, Good. knock on wood, that uh, we get there tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And it is funny, right? Like, you can even try and be more conservative with a baseball card. 14 mm-hmm. games. It's like, yeah, exactly. of course I like, like at least five games. Like, you, they, like that's and that's, that's a minimum. That's it. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm looking at nine here. Can I reduce it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, you know, let's start parlaying you, and you go here, and you go this. Like, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things, kind of with the way the a baseball card is. Let's talk about a, a little live spot though that's shown itself here. Uh, early two one yep. lead for the Red Sox, uh, minus one eighteen now to buy back on the Mets and Degrom Cam. Uh, this is an interesting spot here. Again, when you're backing this Mets team with DeGrom on the mound, you're backing DeGrom. He doesn't have the lead. If you take them at minus 118, yes, you're going to hope that he's you know out there again for another maybe three, four innings and the Red Sox stay at two, but you are going to need this Mets offense to start to put it together a little bit here. Minus 118. What do you think about that number? I'm going to be very careful. Uh, I think... When you look at, and I told Gabe too, like it's it, it's a tough proposition, right? Like the Yankees, Mets seem to be the the obvious two game parlay. Kev, I worry yeah. about that type of thing, and I worry that the fact that the Mets have been beating down Boston, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. They never give Degrom support. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, they'll score twelve runs for Stephen Matz, but Degrom's your guy. You can't even help this guy out <laughs> once in a while. I start to wonder, did this guy do something wrong to players on the Mets? Yeah. Isn't he a nice guy? Like, why are you doing this to Degrom all the time? He has to help himself out when he gets wins. Kev usually bats in his mm-hmm. own runs, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy uh-huh. with this guy. It's like yeah, the guy can actually hit. But I will say this: I'd be very, very careful just to jump on the Mets live. Boston's due for almost a performance, so. That's the, that's the the better in me that says it might look easy with Degrom and the Mets. It never is. I would lay off that, or actually, I, I think Boston can win this game tonight. Yeah, no, I, I the phrase I remember. I think one of the first times I'd seen it um, was UFC. Gabe would talk about the parlay buster, right, on a fight night card, yep. and yep. that always is going to exist throughout sports. And maybe tonight, you know, this Mets game could be the parlay buster. And you have to be cautious. Although, if you didn't play it pregame, right, and you avoided an almost minus 200 number, then minus 118 maybe would be a little bit interesting. We will certainly be following that game. I'll quickly update as well. Uh, Aaron Judge goes deep. um, And now Mm. they go deep again. It is 5-1 early. Aaron Hicks sends it deep. So here's the thing, right? They're doing everything that we thought they might be able to do. Now, how do you jump in live? Look, again, you're never going to lay minus 4,000. Are you going to really lay five and a half? No. I think the one spot might be guys going after an over-under of 12 and a half in this game, or, or maybe even if it's just going to be uh, a Yankees live team total of nine. Um, I, I hate to say, I agree. you know, if you're a fan, you're not going to turn the game off. From a betting perspective, though, Cam, this one maybe might be already kind of over. The ship might have sailed, but I, I agree with you. We're very early, Kevin. We've already had four runs. Maybe if the Orioles... Bottom line is this. The Orioles have one run. If they get three or four, you're probably going to get there, right? Like the Yankees aren't done hitting. So that's the way I'd probably play it too. I have no uh, desire to get involved. I think the number's crazy if you like the Yankees, but you either take the Yankees team total or you bet the Mm -hmm. game over. 
It's that simple. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right, we take a break. We come back more in-game live next here on the Sports Grid. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome right back in. In game live, Kevin Walsh and Cam Stewart with you guys here up until 10 o'clock tonight. Then we will pass the live baton over to Sports Grid Radio, where Pharrell on the bench uh, will get the night plate started to follow all the live action. And because I know you guys with me, uh, I'm going to be jumping on with them as well at the start of that show uh, to talk a little bit about the NBA restart. <laughs> We're Cam. What is going on here, Kevin? Kevin, I was just saying, are you a single man? Are you single? Uh, no, I'm not saying, actually. Right? Oh, oh, you got oh, a actually. girlfriend now. Great. Is she yeah, a Yankee yeah, yeah. fan? She is. Take her down to the basement. She likes the uh, the, the bunkers. Uh, bunkers. Who doesn't basement. love? Who doesn't love the basement? And my girlfriend. I just went up on the break. I'm like, don't worry, honey. I just got a couple more hours here, and then I got a game show at midnight. <laughs> I think she wants to like put a punch me in the face. But anyway, it's oh. all good, buddy. Yeah, she, she she gambles, but just on golf and ponies. I haven't got her into baseball yet, but uh, we could do that a little bit later, Kev. Anything's possible. Yeah, for sure. So, you know what? It's funny, Cam. I, I have as well been hearing that you work too much. Um, but you know what? We do what we got to do here um, yes, we do. on the grid. Uh, yeah, you know, you, I'm not not in the basement anymore. I have to say, uh, you know, we, we move the scenery around. Yeah. But, looks nice. Yeah, looks very yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good Yankee color. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah, the Yankee. Yeah. It's the Yankee silver. It looks strong. Yes, yes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yes. it's fantastic, buddy. But yeah, I don't know what else uh, you're. What we're going to do with these games tonight? But 
I will say this. I'm um, just watching. Wow. Uh, the Nationals just, oh, wow. I thought the Jays, I had the Jays and the under cap because they were such big dogs that they just hit into a double play. We are scoreless going into the top of the ninth in that game. Just, wow. Uh, can you believe? So think about this. Gabe and I mentioned, you know, you don't want to rob the same bank three times, but let's, ha- let's look how this series has gone. Jays under, Jays under, hmm. under right now, Jays or Nationals. I think this is a pattern that I'm glad I jumped on it early. Who's going to score runs for the Nationals in these games, right? That's the thing. Like, even I look at their totals, I'm like, even with Eaton and a couple other guys they have on the team, like the loss of Soto is just so huge for these guys. Until he comes back, I'm just watching their offense. It's not very good. It's and not very good. When Soto comes back, like, so they, lo- they lose Bryce Harper. And they're, they're, a- yep. they're able to obviously weather the storm. I can't help but remember the fact that they were pretty bad for a while, right? And everybody got mm-hmm. hot. And Rendon was amazing. But Rendon's not there anymore. And now you exactly. need Juan Soto to be an MVP caliber guy. And that's just to keep up the production that Rendon had there. Like, they, they weren't really able to replenish. This is probably the team that had the most opt-outs, I think, um, because of, uh, the, you know, the COVID situation. So, then look, the Nats were one of the fades for me coming in to this year. And them losing, you know, two out of three to the Yankees, there's really no shame in that. Three in a row, all at home, I don't care who bats first. All at home to the Toronto Blue Jays, that is a very, very poor, potentially poor start to the year. Uh, So we will be keeping uh, tabs on that one, no doubt about it. Right now, uh, the Nats are live, only minus 114 in that one to the Blue Jays, minus 106. Um, I did mention before, Cam, uh, while you were kind of getting set up here, the idea of actually taking the over live in that game, though, of just um, two and a half, but it was locked. Where I really liked it was White Sox Indians. As they were in that eighth inning, it was one and a half at around maybe minus 130. It's one nothing right now, and the bases are loaded uh, for the White Sox. And now, this isn't necessarily maybe how I thought it would come. Part of the reason I like that live over is I do feel as if this new extra inning format lends itself to multiple runs. When we get into extra. Yeah. Um, so what do you, wow. Yeah, you're right. So the White Sox, they have bases loaded one out there. Interesting. So did, what, what did you say your live line was? One and a half was the total? One and a half. Yeah. Was the live total. And you're on the over? Minus one. Yeah. Minus 130 was the over. I, 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 Kev, good. I, 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 knock on wood for you. But yeah. So mm-hmm. a sack fly. We get the two nothing there right now. I've been waiting for this White Sox team to explode. They still haven't. Very concerning. I, and that's the thing about baseball. It's funny. The Cleveland Indians were the team that did this before. That's the, that's another thing about the Indians, Kev. Take a look. So I understand Lucas Giolito. That guy's a good pitcher. But yeah. Cleveland will do this for you. That that's They're one of those teams that, you know, they're always favored. Why? Clevenger, they roll him out. They roll out all the guys. at the Beautiful, beautiful starting lineups. Their pitchers are great. But sometimes, buddy, they don't hit. Zero runs, one run, two runs. The Cleveland Indians will burn money because you have to lay juice on their pitcher. Doesn't matter. You said it. Plesak looked good today. That's a big issue with that team when I bet these guys. They are very, very – I always put the brakes on when I'm taking Cleveland because sometimes their run production, it'll, it'll put you in orbit. These guys, sometimes they just don't hit. And that's the, – like at the end of the day, right, they still have to lose games. They are going to be mm-hmm. one of the most frequent favorites on the board, though, because, you know – Three out of five days, they're going to have the better pitcher on the mound. And that's what dictates, yep. you know, the line almost all of the time when we look at baseball live lines. It's a great point. Uh, if you can really pick your spots with the Indians, you would you can really make a lot of money. If you're able to tell maybe which starter might have it, which one won't, um, then obviously if you start to think the offenses can come through. The Rays have tacked a, a run on. In that one, mm-hmm. it's now 2-1 in that baseball game, although I do think the Braves uh, themselves are threatening. Uh, they are still a minus 265 favorite in that game right now. One game, actually, I missed the start of, Cam, uh, was Twins-Cardinals. That one was getting underway as soon as we were kind of getting set up here. Early one nothing lead for this Twins baseball team. Rich Hill making his debut, missed his scheduled first start due to an injury, uh, clearly didn't sideline him for long. He's now on the bump today. Did you look at this game? And, and even if not, what is your takeaway on, on this Twins offense uh, and team as a whole that's looked pretty good out the gate? 
I think the Twins' offense is absolutely stellar. Next to the New York Yankees, they're the team you fear the most. They have guys who can hit the home run ball, consistent hitters. Um, I love this team. I think the pitching, too, going and getting a couple guys from the Dodgers was a very, very smart move. On the other hand, now, Kev, it's one of those things. We look at these guys and how are they being priced. I could tell you one thing. Even though we were on them yesterday, I was very, very scared. At first, when I look at that game, I said, we have to lay 40 cents with Homer Bailey. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. Homer Bailey's pitching for the Twins. Why are we laying 40 cents? Their offense is amazing. And what happens? Sometimes mediocre pitchers like Homer Bailey that are a fifth starter get confident. When he was with Kansas City and other teams, you know, he had to pitch perfectly, and he didn't do it very well. Now he can give up a couple runs. Hey, it's cool. They, they, give up, they put up a crooked number for this guy. Kev, boom, it's on, right? That's what I thought yesterday. I'm like, St. Louis is going to be a pretty publicly backed dog as Martinez is getting 35 cents against Homer Bailey. But what did the Twins do? They win. Their offense is electrifying. And I'll tell you another thing. Um, they're going to be a hard team to bet against. You're going to have to, you're going to have to pick your spots. I think they're very, very dangerous. But tonight, Ponce de Leon is not a bad pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. I didn't want to lay 70 cents with Rich Hill. I backed off. But, you know, mm-hmm. St. Louis, I didn't pull the trigger either because I'm scared of Minnesota. They're that damn good. Yeah, and and that is the thing. Like, occasionally they'll have the pitching matchup. But they are the type of offense where – it won't really matter. Uh, they're a tough team to figure out. I, I was surprised yesterday that game didn't go over because mm. with Homer Bailey on the mound, I thought that they would get at least you know, 11, 12 runs in that baseball game, and it finished at nine, and it did stay under. Uh, but some early runs in that one as well. And that's a really good point that you bring up here with the, the Twins in that they, they keep scoring early, and that's got to be yeah. giving their pitchers a lot of for sure. It's the Yankee way, right, buddy? Like You know that being a Yankee fan. It's like you step up, boom, crooked number, you feel good. Oh, okay. Tanaka, you can make a mistake now. And then you get into your groove and things look good. Like I remember when Tanaka, they used to give him a lead. I'm thinking, oh, boy, here are the Yankees. Like uh, It's very, very interesting. I think the Minnesota is one of those teams. And they kind of have underrated guys too, right, Kev? Like not certifiable like guys that you talk about every day, but Berrios is very good. And, you know, Eggs Odorizzi. I like my eggs Odorizzi, you know, with a little bit of with a side of bacon and That's sausage a good links, one. and yeah, yeah, you like that eggs Odorizzi? Yeah, yeah I like my I do eggs Odorizzi. I always do, and I'll tell you, yeah, the lumberjack breakfast. Sign me up with eggs Odorizzi. Underrated pitcher. That's the thing. Minnesota has these guys that are about. It's kind of like the Soroka factor that I have with Atlanta. Not certifiable aces, above average pitchers that usually put in. Good work for you, and now with that offense, mm-mm-mm. Minnesota, man, they're a team like I can understand why people bet them in the World Series. Like, you know what I mean? They, they could be that team. They are very, yeah. very scary. They can beat you in any type of way, too. And like the Yankees, the game's never over because of the long ball. Absolutely. Uh, it'll be interesting to uh, follow that team all year long. Uh, they were Look, they were fantastic last year, broke the single-season home run record. It's the postseason. It's and more importantly, yeah. it's avoiding the Yankees in the postseason, apparently. Exactly. Well, beating them like 13 straight <laughs> yeah. times in just the most, yeah. you know, which is just the, the wildest thing. Uh, I'm still Kev, taking a look here. Yeah, go ahead, Cam. Were you on the show? Sorry to interrupt. Were you on the show where Wetzel said, like, DeGrom was, like, not a good, like, lucky oh, or something like that? I, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah. the guys were telling me in my ear, like, I love Scott. I got to go on his morning show and just, like, I know we joke around <laughs> and stuff, but... <laughs> Does he just say? Does he just say things to like piss people off or to to, yeah, to get people fired up? Like yeah, yeah was, exactly. Yeah, so he's so he, we were doing the show Monday. We were doing the show Monday, and he was doing it again. I was like, "What do you think about the Angels?" He's like, "Ah, oh, well, you know, I think Mike Kraut's overrated." Oh gosh, why did I even ask? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Degrom came up, and he, you know, he was telling me too, and it's kind of it's a it's a tough spot for him, but he does believe it. Like he was talking about a, a future he played on Madison Bumgarner to win Cy Young. Right. And and I'm like, look, Scott, I get what you're saying. But the problem is we've kind of figured out in baseball that narratives are not going to win a war. It's just going to come down to who's yeah. the best pitcher. And I know you don't think DeGrom should have won the awards r- wrongly, but I know that's what you don't think. But at the end of the day, he did. And I feel like you kind of have to adjust based on that. And, you know, obviously Wetzel just kind of like, yeah, well, he's, he still shouldn't <laughs> have won those awards. So, uh, you know what? They got it wrong. Of course, I got it right. All right, Scott. Well, you know what? Best luck to you on the fifty to one ticket, <laughs> Madison Bumgarner. I love that guy. Hey, Kev, I got I got good news for you, buddy, and for both yeah. of us. I'm on the White Sox, and you got a four to nothing lead now. So wow. you're over bet. 
fantastic. Congratulations to you. I hope we can close that out. And I'm going to say something on this show that's, uh, you know, this is what we do and we got to think outside the box because people don't give away money. This Boston Mets game is a pick em. I like Boston. Like, I, don't, I have no money on this game, and I know people like the Mets. I think Boston at a pick em with Eovaldi is the play in this game. I'm so actually you know now they're minus the Mets are minus 114 on FanDuel. People are hammering DeGrom. That's fine with me. I'm going to wait a minute, get these guys at even money or better. I think Boston is the play tonight. I just think there's too much money on the Mets side, and uh, Boston gets it done. I know it's, uh, I'm not sure your opinion on that game, but sometimes you got to look at the line and just say, you know what, there's something happening there. And it's not my first rodeo. I, it doesn't happen all the time, but I'm looking, and I think Boston's the play. I, I tell you, it happens all the time. You sit there and you and you tell yourself, "Oh, they're going to get it this inning. Oh, they're going to get it this inning. They're going to get it this inning." Yeah. <laughs> it just it just doesn't come right. Uh, I'll tell you this yeah. right now. For me, the the thing that I'm kind of waiting on is just the Grom strikeout prop of over seven and a half. He's got four through five. Mm-hmm. What's really important is the pitch count. He's at 81. That means at oh, best boy. he's probably got two innings in him, um, and he's going to need two it. more innings, obviously. So it's a tough spot there. Uh, but we will see. We'll keep following this game and more here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome back right here onto the grid for in-game live. Kevin Walsh and Cam Stewart. Uh, and, Cam, we were just talking about this Mets-Red Sox game, and I- I'm yep. wondering if this is maybe a similar, um, at least for me, it-, it might be similar to how I'm feeling about this Dodgers-Astros game in 
Uh-huh. I'm going to wait for the bullpens to get involved and then maybe kind of figure my spot from there. Because, um, you know, again, this Boston bullpen's not going to in- inspire a ton of confidence. And Evaldi, though, has got uh, a little bit more legs under him right now. He's only up to 73 pitches, so <laughs> he might be able to go uh, a little bit more. Yep. The thing, though, as it looks like the Mets actually might have just tied this Mets just tied up. it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's good. So, you know what? Here's the thing. So, I'm going to practice what I preach here. So, now we're going to get them, these guys a dog. I'm just, I'm just making this statement. I think Boston wins this game. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know how they're going to do it. If it's gonna, they're going to get to the Mets bullpen, but now, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I made some really good plays there today too. But anyway, it's two two right now. We'll see what happens. But long, long baseball game, Kev. Yeah, absolutely. Looking, you know, you waited there a little bit plus one fifty eight uh, now on Boston. I think that that's still in a tie baseball game. A nice number. The point I wanted to make, Cam, is the Red Sox being an under team is not something I saw coming. In fact, I mm-hmm. would have been pretty confident that they would have been one of the better over teams in all of baseball because. Not only is, you know, the pitching very poor, the lineup is supposed to be good. Uh, we tried yep. the 11 and a half uh, on the first game of this series, finish at 11. We try 11 and a half again the second day, we finish at 11, uh, and they lose both of those mm-hmm. games. The offenses, uh, you know, did not show up in either of those games for the Red Sox. And here we are again, you know, only two runs. The total was seven and a half. It was four runs lower than the day before. I know the pitching matchup greatly increased. I thought maybe could this one go over at 2-2? Live seven and a half. Any thoughts on this total, Cam? Here's the thing, Kev. You talk about it. Want to know why they're hitting? It's that, that's great work by the books. They're not putting up a nine and a half. They're not putting up a yeah. ten. A ten and a half. Even eleven went to eleven and a half. And you see these games. Eleven and a half. Eleven runs. Eleven and a half. Eleven runs. That's good work by the books. Saying you know what? People are just going to blindly take the Boston Red Sox because they have horrible pitching. Their bullpen isn't very good either. But the thing is, when you put that number that high, it's hard to get there. So that's interesting. So if you were going to take the over, tonight would be probably the night to do it rather than you're dealing with a live line with a few innings to go with, uh, you know, bullpens that you can get to at seven and a half instead of having 12 runs. You need 12 runs to win the game the last two times these teams played, and it went right on the number, but you still lost if you have the over. Yeah, and, you know, it was actually funny. I, I got off air, and, you know, I'll usually kind of recap with my brother. Oh, how'd the night go, Papa? And I told him about, mm-hmm. you know, I play the Mets total. He goes, what are you doing? You're playing Coors Field totals, like not at Coors Field. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's a good point. Yeah, good you know, point. Um, that, you know, that's, I kind of tried to, to step back a little bit from, from this game uh, on the total side uh, as well. Uh, let's, let's take a look at this live board right now. Um, okay. You know what? I, I got I got a perfect game here to bring to you, Cam, because I know that you don't discriminate. No matter who's playing, you'll be interested in it. Um, is that still true though for Royals Tigers? Uh, as it is now yes, four, it is. four in this baseball game. Here's the thing, and I told Morenci this on Game Time Decisions. It's funny people are looking for overs in Boston games. You should be looking for overs in Royals Tigers games. These teams have horrible starting pitching, but yet they're hitting. The bullpens are both shaky. Detroit, all of a sudden, they got a power surge. Kansas City's hitting. Kev, we're in the sixth inning. We got eight runs already. You've seen this. These these teams are getting together. They're going over on Coors Field numbers. The live line is 12 in this game. I do have a lean to the Detroit Tigers. They won last night. I think they can do it again. The night before, there was tons of runs in this game. I kind of like the over, but I like Detroit more at minus 122. I would get involved. Boyd versus Duffy, there's still a lot of game left there. I think the Detroit Tigers, me and you talked about them. Remember at the start of the year, people were laughing at us. Uh, What's the one garbage team that we think is going to be better? We both said Detroit. And uh, so far, you know, they've been showing some spark. we got to give these guys a lot of credit. I'm not going to say they're world beaters, but uh, they show up to the ballpark and they have guys who try. They have young guys who want to save their jobs and their pitching's awful, so they know they have to hit to win. So, you know what? I kind of like the Royals. They're a team like next to the Blue Jays. They've always been like I've had a soft spot in my heart for the Royals ever since I was a kid. But I'll tell you, the Detroit Tigers are a team that I'm really starting to like, Kev. I like their work ethic and I like the way they grind. Yeah, I, I think it's um, I think it's a really good point. At the end of the day, over twenty and a half, and that's kind of the yeah. the thing, right? Like, oh, the Tigers are the Tigers are yeah. terrible. They're gonna win the fewest games in baseball. That can be true, and they can still go over. Like you have to. Look what was at Baltimore's number, that, that, number, Kev? What was Baltimore's number? Twenty one, twenty two, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the difference: Baltimore has to play your New York Yankees, an improving Jays mm-hmm. team, 
a professional baseball team in Tampa Bay and a Boston team, even though they're not as good, can still play. This is who, other than the Twins, the Indians are still beatable. You get the Royals. You get my drift. I would rather deal with that division than deal with the East, and the Tigers can hang, and they could still steal a couple from Cleveland. They can beat Kansas City. That's the thing. But beating the Yankees and Rays, uh, you know what I mean? No, That's then, the thing. So when I look, yeah. it's better to take a team in that division with a low number than Baltimore versus the East, in my opinion. No, but I think you're, I, I think you're spot on. Like, forget even the top of it. Who can you beat up on, right? So if you're the Orioles, you're only real the Marlins, right? That's the only spot where you go, ah, we could beat up on them, even though I know they kind of, you know, took two out of three from Boston. Yep. But preseason, the idea around it, that would be the case. Whereas at least for Detroit, you've got 10 games that you're going to play against the Royals, and you've got a, mm-hmm. a, a number of games you're going to play against the Pirates. Handle business. Yes. Like, at the end of the day, if that's, what, 14, 15 games that they're going to get between mm-hmm. those teams, if, if they're 10 and 5, I'm halfway home. I'm halfway exactly. home. Because they were able to play, you know, these – these lower level teams. So I, I think that's really a, bi- a big thing when we talked about the Tigers is, um, we, you know, it's, it's an adjustment. Strength of the schedule has never been a part of any type of baseball win total conversation I've had, Cam, but it had to be a part of it this year. No, it's it's an excellent point, and you did your due diligence. You checked the rest of the schedule, right? Because you got your, your your ordinary division games, and then if you get to play some teams like Pittsburgh, those are games that you can win. Those are those are games that are attainable, right? So I don't know, Kev. I might be wrong. It's it's still two two, but uh, the Mets got something cooking. Uh, but uh, so far, so good in these other games. What do you think about this Blue Jay National game? I've already hit the under. Do you like Washington at minus 134, or would you take a shot at Toronto right now on FanDuel at uh, plus 110? This this game is basically a coin flip. Whose bullpen's going to blink first? Yeah, so what I'm trying to see right now is actually who is coming up. So for the Nats, it's the back end of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Guerrero Jr. just ended the inning for the Blue Jays, so that'll kind of be the middle of it. Yeah. I might... Look, it's tricky, but the maybe the way to play this one, Cam... Let this Nats half in and go, and then maybe go for a plus money try on the Nats with the Blue Jays still not sending up the best part of their lineup, mm-hmm. where if it then does get to the 11th inning, they should be leading off then with Trey Turner, Adam Eaton, um, and at least the top of that Nats lineup. I think that might be the way I try to approach this. You know me, Kev. I'm not going to bet against the Blue Jays the way you're not going to yeah. bet against the Yankees, right? <laughs> of course. I, I will say this, though. like if, if it ends Blue Jays, Blue Jays, Blue Jays, under, under, under in those three games, that's an interesting trend. That's uh, robbing the same bank three times as me and Gabe talk about on our show. But I'll give I'll give the Blue Jays a little bit of credit. Like they're not really, you know, that's Buffalo situation. It's lingering the whole. It's it's just a mess. Like you know what I mean. Now they're the home team in Washington stuff. But I gotta hand it to these guys, Kev. For a young team, they've been pretty cool about it. You know what I mean. Other than the bitching about Buffalo earlier a couple weeks ago, once things got real, they're sitting down to business. And I don't care. You got to win the games on the schedule that you're playing, buddy. Yeah, no, one, uh, 100%. We'll keep tabs there. Let me quickly uh, bring up this Braves uh, and Rays game as now it's yep. uh, almost a flat pick em. I'll tell you, this Rays team, man, like you called them a professional baseball team. Really no better yes. way to describe it. Like the other day I was on after that 14-5 shellacking, right, that the Rays handed on. I'm like, ah, I, I like the Braves to bounce back here. And they get up, bases loaded, nobody out. Ozzie Alves mm-hmm. is up, Freddie Freeman behind him. They both strike out. They only get one run from the situation. The next inning, the Rays got the bases loaded, but there's two out. And you look at the guys they're sending up, right? Like, Tosugo comes up. You're like, what is nobody? And you look through the whole line. You're like, there's a bunch of nobodies. And they make good and score five runs in the inning. Exactly. capitalize on these opportunities. It's 2-2, two outs, runners on second and third for this team, and it's locked. And, of course, they did what they do, Cam. They scored both those runs on second and third. They now leave fourth two. These guys are amazing. That's the thing. Yeah, timely runs at timely uh, at at, to- at great wow. times. Kev, who's the guy? Was it uh, who who who's, who was the switch hitter? And then when absolutely almost hit like a five hundred like foot bomb both sides of the place. Like yeah, I'm just I'm going to be a switch hitter. Was it G Man Choi? <laughs> what, like, what are we um, talking about here? Yeah, uh, who was it? Was it Choi? I don't uh, I don't remember I, who I, it was, but I know what you're. All I'm to. saying is. 
That's 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 my point with Tampa Bay, though. It's like you look at these yeah. guys. It's like this guy's performing. Who are they? Oh, like you just look up and down the lineup. You go, yeah, there's a couple guys there, but the Yankees lineup, all star, all star killer. Da, 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 da. You just go, oh my god, like I'm scared even reading the names on the lineup card. With the Rage, you're like, meh. But all of them deliver, deliver, deliver. Underrated. Yeah. That's it. Professional baseball team that knows how to play the game. And I'll tell you another thing about these guys: their relief is underrated. Like guys like Oliver Drake and stuff, they they throw the back end guys in there. Like I've seen them in a long, long extra inning games. They're very good. Like they came back against the Blue Jays with their guys deep in the in, in the rotation there. I'm telling you, man, this Tampa Bay team, they were very popular at the start of the year, but for good reason. Yeah, they're going to push the Yankees. I, I, I even said as a Yankees mm-hmm. fan, one of the best division bets anybody could make was the Rays at 3-1. to one. To win the AL East, it, it was just yeah. It was far too high of a price. It, it really was. The mm-hmm. Yankees shouldn't have not been as heavily favored over the Rays as they were in that division. And, and now again, I was never going to bet it. Right, I was never going to bet the Rays to win the East. But for anybody that wanted to, I thought it was a bet that made a lot of sense. We're coming up against the break here. I know for sure, uh, Cam. I just want to mention one more game quickly in this Dodgers Strohs game right now because Christian Javier. I mentioned like oh, I'm waiting for him to leave the game. Let's mess around with this bullpen. He's got five innings, eight strikeouts, and only 59 pitches against one of the best lineups in baseball. I mean, I guess this team's just going to keep replenishing. Maybe they got another young stud on their hands. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Houston's one of those teams, uh, you can't count these guys out, Kev. You, you just can't, too. And they had a couple young starters, remember, too, that didn't play last year who got hurt, very similar to the Oakland A's with Lazardo. So um, I'm looking at them right now. They're getting plus 106 against the Dodgers. I don't think the Dodgers at 130 are a lock in this situation. I told you before, Kev, a little bit worried about the bullpen. But I, I think Houston, uh, they're dangerous at plus 112 live. Yeah, and that'll be a good one to follow. Uh, we're coming up against the break here. When we get back, our number two, uh, we will keep looking at this live board. We will preview the two West Coast games, of course, on the baseball slate and talk a little bit about tomorrow's golf tournament. That and more yep. next year for our number two of In Game Live. Keep it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.